NCRP Productions presents Unhallowed Metropolis, Secrets in the Sands, Episode 45. Welcome back to Unhallowed Metropolis, Secrets in the Sands. This is Barry, and I'm going to be Game Mastering tonight. I'm going to run around the room, have everyone introduce themselves, and we'll get started. Hi, I'm Jill, and I'm playing Raya the Mourner. Hi, I'm Matt. I'm playing Aiden, uh, antiquarian and uh, medical doctor. <laughs> Hello, I'm Michael. I'm playing Dr. Everett Wolf, his own worst patient. <laughs> Hello, everyone. My name is Ty. I'm running Ray Callahan, the pugilist. Hi, it's Sequoia, and I'm running Frankie, the undertaker. Hey, everybody. It's Pedro. I'm running Dr. Desmond Wright, the doctor. The <laughs> that everyone ignores. Yeah, man. I don't know what I did to make everybody so upset. Yeah. I'm perfect. <laughs> Tricky, hey, I wonder. Agree with me. <laughs> Alright, so last week we will start by apologizing for the weird glitch with the electrical buzzing that we had in it. But moving away from that quickly, hopefully you were able to get through the episode and are joining us now comfortable. So last episode, and I'm going to have us run over a few different things for logistical or for logistics, but last week we had the group split into two parts. Aiden had lit a candle, telling everyone that while the candle is lit, the spirits are okay with you guys entering into the city. This is... For some of you, possibly superstition. For Aiden, this is the way things are done. And so his confidence in it should feed through to the rest of you. Dr. Wolf, Marood, Cal, and Abrax, one of the two newer Bedouins that you grabbed from the second stopping point of the Bedouins, had gone into the water cut with an attempt to try and find, one, get water because you lost your supply camels, and two, get back. And... In the process of doing that, Marood somehow successfully has found the missing two camels that you lost in the storm. But coming back, you went racing out of the cut and racing back because you were chased by what you believe are lions. In riding back, Dr. Wolf was having troubles. The grit that we know that exists within the deserts of Egypt, possibly on the entire African continent, were affecting him fairly strongly, and we're not certain how anyone else fared because, of course, the only player character in the group was Dr. Wolf. But Dr. Wolf was continuously bucked with the camel. At one point, he did lose one of his water skins from his camel's back. Uh, he was able to hold on. As the lions started making an attack, they struck down the camel that Abrax was on. Marood was able to grab Abrax, toss him up on one of the camels that he still had, which was the supplies camel. At one point, you guys did finally get far enough away from the lions to be able to stop. Dr. Wolf got off the camel and then basically swooned. Yeah. He, he doesn't has, remember getting off the camel. Right. <laughs> he does have a point where he came back to where he felt Marood putting him or lifting him into the air. He felt pressure on his chest and then again swooned out and arrived back at the tent where the group was set up outside of the city of Akhenaten in Amarna. Now, the other group, lead, led by Aiden, were checking around the ruins, found an entrance into the lower portion of one of the royal chambers. Inside, you guys were able to pull rubbings off of some of the walls, 
in moving around the room, you guys had a couple of people dinking along the walls. We had Arthur Billings who had picked up a leg bone and was <laughs> and not knowing as such and was tinking along the walls. We also had Frankie clanking a, a metal axe along the walls in hopes to find something hollow. Aiden I getting, did. I did find You did, but Aiden, getting frustrated with the noises, had said, instead, why don't we see if we can get a crosswind of air, a cross breeze from air, which Frankie had lit a match and had found a space where there appeared to be such. Cracking into the wall, the area around it started moving in black movement. The group backed up. When the lights were placed there, you're reasonably certain they were scarab beetles coming in at such an aggressive pace that everyone ran out of the area, aided out of the hole by Frankie, later by Ray, and in the, fina in the finale of that escape, Aiden ran and leapt to Ray's hands, who was pulled up, and you put the locked stone back in place. Back in the tent, you guys are basically hiding out from the heat. The group comes back with the camel. Dr. Wright is told, you need to take a look at Dr. Wolf. He is not doing well. In taking his mask off, and he's wearing one of the desert masks, in taking his mask off and listening to him, you believe that the sound in his chest is similar, not necessarily identical, but similar to the sound of the people who were left in the first cistern. The ones that Bess and Ra, that group of Bedouins, came from. So there was some concern brought up with that, but quickly, before a lot of talk was brought up, or a lot of talk started, Aiden was asked by Maru to come out, excuse me, Aiden was asked by Cal to come out and butcher one of the camels. In going through it, you were successful at taking some of the meat, but the cuts in the camel, you believe, Aiden, and had told the group that possibly it was Lamia and not lions that everyone saw. There was some discussion about that, but in pulling that meat out, you have a carcass left. There were a number of discussions on what to do with the carcass because you did not want to leave it out. Raya had intelligently mentioned that if we left it out, we could pull predators here. So one way or another, the intention is to throw the carcass into the hole under the bed chamber. At which point, when that was suggested, Aiden mentioned the candle had gone out, giving us access to the city. So we'll actually start in a moment, but I wanted to go around and kind of talk about injuries. So Cal still has a leg injury, but is in much better shape than Cal has been, was in the beginning. That leg injury was originally a serious wound, it is now the equivalent of a light wound, and barring something really bad happening is going to be a non-existent fact next week, approximately six days mm. <clears throat> from where we are now. So enough time has passed for him to go down one? Correct. So then, by extension, since I have a level one, I could go down. Are we all going down one level? Yes. Okay. If people have leveled wounds that have been damaged... Since Cairo time, you are down one level in all those wounds. Finally. <laughs> Some people got wounds after Cairo, and I'm going to kind of go around the room and let's look into them. Dr. Wright, how are you doing today, this um, afternoon, in the heat inside the tent? Well, uh, I think well, has, has enough time passed since the cave? 
And that is which? The hand, <coughs> the hand, excuse wound. Me, the hand yeah. wound. Your hand wound should be good. Okay. In regards to the things that happened, your hand wound should be down one level because I believe it was serious. Yeah, no, no. So it was at a, it wasn't a um, flesh wound. So now it, it was just in a flesh wound. Yeah, it went down to a flesh wound. And was the, that because of the? It was all because of the healing of the Mutasik. Uh, the Mutasik in which of the cities? The, the it, was it was the, the one, most recent it, one? the second one. No, it was the second in one. In the second city. So when you went to go help. The group that had actually shot at you guys in yes. the canyon. Yes. All right, so yes, at this point, that light wound should be down, uh-huh. and that leaves you clear of wounds. The doctor officially is all better, scarred, <laughs> but good. No, I got a cream for that. <laughs> <laughs> Frankie, to my knowledge, you are woundless. Yeah, I am a okay. Ray, with the time that has passed, where are you at? Um, both of my serious wounds on my chest and my arm have gone down to flesh wounds. Wonderful. And those were all garnered in Cairo. And I believe, if I remember correctly, all garnered from player characters. Yeah, specifically Raya. (laughs) (laughs) I deserved it, but... (laughs) They were helpful cuts. Dr. Wolf is a special case, but officially, currently, what do you have going on? Uh, Officially, currently, unless you... There's something I'm not not picking up on. I've been at a static minus one since... since the cistern, and that's the that's a collection of flesh wounds, or Confled. oh, right, because you're not specifically healing, so we've kept you at the minus one. Okay, yeah. So again, Doctor Wolf looks worse off than anyone here. Again, the wounds that he has, they are gray. They are there's tints of brown in it uh, when touched, which I don't imagine the rest of the group would do it. But when Dr. Wolf touches it, and at sight, you guys can see it, his wounds have a, for lack of a better term, a crispy effect to them, as opposed, as opposed to a supple skin look to them. My word, he's the opposite of supple. The current wounds that I can remember is a gash on the forehead, mm-hmm. also a gash on the face. Yep. Okay. In addition to that, you also have... Um, I believe my bones aren't necessarily uh, fully well because of certain impacts. Um, I I also have the uh, the self inflicted one of the uh, of the small patch on my ankle uh, right. that I'd been I'd been taken out because we were doing an experiment. Yes. Um, there's yeah, also the there's also a small patch on my thigh from uh, from where a scarabeal was trying to eat right away at it. The, that's the most recent one. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. that one is not quite as gray yet as the others. Mm. In fact, the crispiness of the skin has not set in either. Mm. I have an idea for a new experiment. Have, what was that? I'm sorry. I have an idea for a new experiment. We Let's just get, toss Wolf into the scarabs. We should get <laughs> one of those beetles, lay meat on him, and then see what happens to the beetle. Yeah. <laughs> Which one does it go to? Did you collect some? You didn't collect No one knows about my beetle. Oh. And I've been <laughs> my beetle. My beetle scop. <laughs> <laughs> but guess what? One of you, and I'm not going to say who, is going to find out about it. Wolf. <laughs> it's probably Mei Ling. <laughs> <laughs> but wait, we're not done. We're Dr. not. Wolf still has a myriad 
of scars mm-hmm. on his back mm-hmm. where injections went in mm-hmm. and knife wounds happened. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, and there's a few injection wo- uh, injections on his arm. One from a drawing blood from uh, there, which turned into Jello. <laughs> it tasted pretty good. Too. No, I'm sure it did. <laughs> and then, lastly, you mm-hmm. still have a burn on your chest. Mm-hmm. Yep, burn. where the skin is somewhat melted, and again. It doesn't have that nice, not that a burn is ever a thing to laugh about and call nice. Oh, no. It doesn't have that nice waxy look that a normal person's burned skin would look. It basically (laughs) looks like wood as far as texture. I think out of the entirety that we played this game, it's funny that the person who's the most screwed up is like physically is you who's the least combat character yes <laughs> i don't think any of us have ever been that injured before and again portionally we can blame much like ray we can blame most of the other player characters yeah. in one way or another yeah, for the wound. this is a psa not to mix prescriptions <laughs> <laughs> yes do don't that. do drugs but when you do drugs just do one at a time yeah please. one at a time Due to recent health stuff, I can now imagine what that blood looked like. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so then we're moving on to Aiden. My memory for Aiden is the hand wound. The ever-consistent ever yep. wound. I saw the hand for, wound. For uh, spiritual reasons. Yep. Blood magic. And uh, <laughs> we're, we're trying not to call it blood magic. That, that's, it just has such a negative connotation, you know. Blood of fun. And then I still have the broken uh, ribs. The... Uh, the serious wound to my chest. From what? Uh, when I got thrown by the giant statue into the wall. Right, okay. Now, so that serious wound should now be a uh, flesh wound. Okay. It should have moved down one. All right, I wasn't sure. <laughs> Which also means that the minus two is now a minus one for you on everything. Yay. <laughs> The combat character of the group is Raya, and my memory is Raya is uninjured. Raya is uninjured. Okay. <laughs> yeah, Barry, can we do a, like a quick hard cut over to Cairo and tell us what's happening with this statue? <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, Anubis <laughs> rises. Is that, is that a Remember that you guys are going to have to return to Cairo, or at least the expectation <laughs> is, to take the Zeppelin. And I don't believe that the statue was the only thing that you guys brought. <laughs> All out of the museum, just mega newbies. I, I just, you know? I, I, I am looking then, forward. I come back like, wait, there was a city here. I'm, I'm looking forward to the great kaiju of Anubis. And then, just and then the, the water's gonna start going, and like Godzilla's gonna come up, <laughs> so they don't get sued. He's gonna look like a crocodile, and they're just gonna be some Egyptian guy. It'll be let so them fight. <laughs> You know, that's not our problem. That's the <laughs> ENP's problem. That's not our problem. It isn't our problem anymore. We've washed our hands of it. Oh, it, It's God. now the ENP's problem, so. So, in addition, you guys have two other people with you, two other Bedouins with you besides the other characters that you've had along with you. Zosser was kicked by one of the camels in the leave, did some damage to his ribs, and he is now healing and has been healing in the tent. He'll be fine. One of the things I'll remind you is there was a discussion about time as far as moving the next pace. Abrax does not believe that Zosser is going to be able to continue going with you guys farther, effectively south, but also the term upriver. So, something to consider, but probably not something to consider today. So, now that logistics are done, Dr. Wright, you successfully made a psychology role and what you were looking at is all of the strangeness that's going in going on with Dr. Wolf. So Dr. Wolf has 
some trouble breathing and it's not exclusively that that rattle you're guessing there's got to be some damage to his windpipe as well there may be specific scarring in his lungs you, you're not certain i would assume if you hadn't thought of this that there should be at least a hint of concern for you that he has whatever it is that the bedouins at the cistern had oh yeah. i'm not saying that that's got to be a big overriding thing because it's not like he was, well, actually he was around them. He picked up the young man, mm-hmm. gush and all, and brought him into the cistern. So, Dr. Wright, you know what you have to do. No, what I, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, no. What that, I you know he'll take it. <laughs> what I have to do is I have to separate myself from you guys for about five minutes and write the best I told you speech ever. Making us fair. help those damn... Sick people! How dare you make us help sick people? So with the psychology, <laughs> says the doctor, role, yeah. And looking at Doctor Wolf and taking into account his his eyes, his frantic movement, his odd breathing, he is acting like a caged animal. Now you are not getting straight, consistent sentences from him, so that adds to it. But you feel like he is not completely connected to where we are. Oh, and I will remind you one other thing. There was a discussion of whether or not Beatles can be Shadem. I'll just throw that one in the mix, too. Bom, bom, bom. Dr. Wright. Beatles can be Shadem? Well, I don't remember talking about that. But I'm not going to worry about that at this moment. I got a side question. Absolutely. Have, have I noticed Dr. Wolf, like, go pee at any point in the in the recent times no you have not that does not mean it's impossible because i don't believe that you have been watching him every second but no where most everyone else at some point is stepping off somewhere to urinate or defecate you have not seen dr wolf do that yet is he but i've seen him drink water and eat though right yes you have so he uh, has sparingly, I will remind you sparingly, a number of times since. he's played with the food on his plate. What was that, Raya? So he hasn't used the bathroom since. Well, again, before. Frankie's mentioning it. I don't know if anyone else would even think of it. Frankie's mentioned it, and that's not to say he hasn't. Frankie specifically said, "Have I seen?" And the answer is, Frankie has not seen that. Happen. I make meticulous notes of everyone's bathroom. I just, ass- <laughs> I just assumed he had a stilt suit or something. You know, right? <laughs> absolutely. And and you do know that he drinks because one of the things that got you guys started with this is Doctor Wright pulling the uh, water skin away from Doctor Wolf trying to keep him from overdoing the what you guys believe should be sunstroke in in any other person was sunstroke i'll voice my pee thoughts okay Uh, (laughs) (laughs) we're kind of all standing over him right yeah so uh, i I would say that there's a very fairly good quorum of people around him anybody else uh has anybody at all seen him relieve himself Why would you ask that? (laughs) (laughs) Ray, Frankie has a point. Just saying animates don't don't relieve themselves. That tends to be something one does in private. Okay, but there's only so many places to be private here. I've never seen him. We should be urinating relatively frequently as we... Actually, wait. I actually don't know this about the human body. Would you sweat it out before you actually urinate it? Uh, like yeah. Liquid? Yeah, right? Yeah. That's you right. would. You okay, would. so then it wouldn't necessarily be 
And it's actually, so in, in cases where you are starting to dehydrate uh, for that reason, if you are able to expel urine, the smell is fairly intense. Yeah. Have any of you seen him relieve himself? Uh, Doc, um, Billings will say will actually speak not from around the group, but he will say, uh, "Well, I I did see him. I cannot be certain what he was doing, but I did see him. I believe it was two nights ago. He did step out when we were in the tent, but uh, not yet in the cave." Anybody else? I can't say I, that I was paying attention to. Maroon and Cal both shake their heads, and uh, Mei Ling, you'll notice, will will look at Billings, not in any odd way. Will look at Billings and say, no, no, I haven't. I'm just saying. And Dr. Wolf, do you react to that at all? I mean, I'm kind of in... are there, but... Yeah, I, I, I don't know how in consciousness he is really right now. It's so. your choice. Um, he could be cognizant of what's being said, so he could react to it or not. It depends on how important you think it is. Wolf, okay, you know what? I'm going to make a quick... I'm just going to roll it. Because it's it's interesting one way or the other. I just want to see where I'm going to go with this. So there's a there's a hack wheeze, but it's it's not like full words or anything like that. Because there's still kind of some struggle that's going on with Wolf right now. There's sort of like a grunt. <laughs> Water passes. <laughs> Get them. Let's get the boy some water. He's must be dehydrated. <laughs> water. Doctor passes. He's he says he's passing water. I'm certain of that. Doctor Wolf and Cal comes into full view and says, "Is that right, Doctor Wolf? You pass water." <laughs> and there's like this very weak nod. So she looks, or he looks right at you, Doctor Wright. And then looks at Wolf, and then steps back out of the line of sight. Well, I suppose that's good. Uh, and I'm gonna, I'll, I'll come closer. How? Clo I mean, everybody's in the tent. We're close together, right? Yeah, I mean, it's not a huge tent. And to my count, I believe there are fourteen of you. Um. So I'll lean in closer to Doctor Wolf, so that yeah, I can try and whisper to him. <coughs> <gasps> Dr. Wolf, my boy, I need to discuss something with you, but I don't know if you want the others to know about it. It might be about your affliction. Do you want me to send them away or talk about it in front of them? There's there's a shake of his head, but you don't know what he's shaking his head to. <laughs> we could set up another tent for him since he's technically... We could set up another tent for him because yeah. technically he could be uh, yeah. sick. So I'll, I'll say to everybody... Uh, Yes, I, I, Aiden. I think you're correct. I think you should, you should get another tent together. If the rest of you would help, that would be great. I, I wish to speak with Wolf for a moment, and something that I'm gonna say falls under doctor-patient confidentiality on this one. So you guys are going to go out in the heat and set up another tent? Yeah. Yep. Okay. You guys should have. Yeah, you should have another tent. Well, I have, because you have, gears. I have a personal tent, so I figured I was that makes that, that makes sense. I was just mm -hmm. I was trying to think based on based on the original supplies. You haven't you have no longer lost that camel. So, all right. So a, a small small I'm going to call it personal tent is set up. You help Doctor Wolf into that tent and sure. So uh, what's going on with the two of you? And does everybody else allow Doctor Wright and Doctor Wolf 
to go into the tent together. <laughs> well, I, I don't think I'm have any choice in the matter. So. <laughs> did I, everybody leave the tent when I said? No, we're no. Okay. Well, I guess we did to go set up the tent. I don't know. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. So, saying, did, but... everyone's not setting up a single personal tent. I asked everybody to leave, but yeah, you don't I, do it. Then. I'm gonna hang out. A little ways away. Cal is going to say it, it makes absolutely no sense, Doctor, to have everyone go out in the extreme heat while you talk. Just allow them to set up the tent and, and re-secure your patient at a smaller tent. I'm not even going to look at Cal. <laughs> I'm just going to stay quiet. Mm-hmm. Um, so then I'll wait for them to set up the tent and we'll take, you know, we'll take him over. Uh, and then I'll say, you know, now may I have a moment with the patient? And nobody, uh, unless somebody specifically is going into the tent with them, I envision the two of them in the tent exclusively. Okay. Well, I was going to hang out there, but as soon as he says that, I'll just go. Oh, okay. And walk. And you just, just listen at the tent flap. What's going to stop him? Well, <laughs> what's going to stop him is the extreme heat outside. And the fact that I'm going to shoot him. <laughs> Why are there shadows? <laughs> that is that vaguely humanoid shadow against the tent? It must be a lion. <laughs> uh, so, uh, I'm assuming... Everybody else is back in the main tent. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yes. <laughs> okay, so I'll start loading the shotgun now. Uh, <sighs> Dr. Wolf, my boy. I I checked you over and the, the water in your lungs, the way it sounds, the fluid in your lungs, the symptoms you're exhibiting, if you haven't put it together yet, it's quite similar to those that you all ate it in the cavern. <laughs> now, that being said, it is possible that you have caught whatever affliction has taken them over as well. But you're, you'd be a special case. I doubt any of them were close to anything like a throne. And while I would not admit this in front of the others, seem to be at a bit of a loss, Dr. Wolf. If I had... If we were in London, well, my boy, I'd be able to figure this out in a jiffy, I bet. But out here, I could only look in my bag so many times and see the same concoctions and it never changes. As much as I want a little of this and a little of that, I don't have this and that. What's going on in your mind, if you can tell me, Wolf? There's there's a cough. I don't know if phlegm or something similar to it comes comes out in that. I don't imagine anything comes out. Mm. As you cough, you will make those noises, but nothing ever is pushed out. Something stalled, wrong, <clears throat> moving, changing. <coughs> but... Not sure what. You were hit with so many things, in the combination of which we don't even know of what they would do. We would need weeks, if not months, to figure out what each of those combinations could do to a human body, let alone a throat. I mean, we could, Dr. Wolf, at a certain point, you'll have to choose what you want us to do. We can... Continue to bring us with you, monitor you, and see if you get better. See if whatever runs through your system can be kicked by your by the throat serum. We can 
try more concoctions. I have a number of them in here. I don't think any of them are going to do anything. I, I do have some angel we can see. I suppose if you take that and it arrests your symptoms, we may know you're infected with there's a there's a there's a there's a small gasp in in this as Wolf is thinking, in this weird haze he's reliving, like a series of dreams almost, in which, he's back into those weird moments in the cistern where, there's that mummified cadaver that comes and tries to push on him and but as he's fighting back against it, and he manages to beat at it, it bursts into something, something full of life and vigor and 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 musculature, but then it shifts to the bar where he drinks the potion and stuff. These are all visions that are going through his head, but the, the final one comes to the fact where he's turning to bones and dust, and there's the bursting of them, and he's turning to dust, and it's only at the final moments that he changes and everything goes dark, and there's a moment where it's absolutely fucking crazy. It's absolutely crazy in his head, but he's so feverish and he's so in this moment of like, perhaps he's going to die anyway. If anything, this isn't worth a life worth living. So what if this, what if in some weird sense in his dream, this is the key. Wolf sort of reaches out gently and, and, and touches right tomorrow. <laughs> No suppressant. Put me out in the desert as far away as you can and leave me there and either I'll live or die. I'll straighten up a little bit and I'll put a hand on your shoulder. My boy, not all of us are strong enough to admit defeat. <laughs> It's admirable, almost. That way, Doctor Wolf. If follow me for a moment, if you will, since this may we may be on the last stretch. Let us assume that maybe this is a special animate variant, and it is affecting your throat. Do you want to try the angel? See if that suppresses it enough for your no suppressant. No suppressant. It's why I'm dying. I see. Well, my boy, I think you may be on to something. I will go and tell the rest of the group. I'm going to tell you they're not going to believe me. So one of them may come to you to confirm this. But I'll take your wishes, and tomorrow, we'll take you out into the desert. I'll take you out there with Frankie. See you off. And if that's the last time that I'll get to see you, well, you've been a good colleague and our games have been fun, Dr. Wolf. My sister. If I die, tell her I'm sorry. What's your sister's name? And he just sort of, in that moment, is just like weird snarls and gurgles. It's almost okay. lost. I'll pat him on the shoulder, give him a squeeze, and then stand up and head back to the other te uh, the other um, tent. Mm -hmm. Do you leave the water skin there? 
Um, no, I won't, because I don't want him to drink too much, because that will be bad. So you would be smart enough to think I could leave a smaller amount of water in there, so even if he drained it? Sure, we'll do that then. Okay. Um, and then I will head back to the tent. So for the rest of you in the tent, there is not a whole lot to do. <laughs> Basically in this heat, you're probably going to be sleeping, sweating, or both. Now, I know that Aiden specifically has uh, rubbings that he is going to be looking through. Beyond that, am I forgetting something that someone else was doing? You guys will see Billings is diligently reading, and Mei Ling is diligently working in some kind of a journal where she is writing. Seems to be not furious writing, but very focused into the book. Cal and Marood are sleeping. The, the two Bedouins, Bess and Ra, are on one side of the tent, sleeping. On the opposite side, you have Zosser, and Abrax is there with him at this point. Both of them seem to be at least lounging, relaxing. Is anyone else doing anything other than eight? Yeah, I'm going to ask Billings to read out loud. Oh, oh, what the, uh, uh, of course, absolutely. So, you guys will get the reading of one of the Penny Dreadfuls that he has. And and he reads it very animated. So you guys are seeing with this story potentially why Billings has had the success that he's had so far. So think back, as a Londoner, he is making a deal with Prussia to take the one of the things that makes them special and has allowed them to survive. The Zeppelins, at the time of the game now, are only being produced in Prussia. There are components that may be pulled in some format from another country, but the actual manufacturer is kept there and is kept as a secret. It is possible, were Prussia to give these up, that somebody could reverse engineer and take their superiority away. Now, None of you guys are immersed in the military or home office side of London, so you don't know that there might be or might not be something more. But as a standing point, your guess, any of you realizing that, would also say, well, who would take the time to do that? But you never know. Billings is a salesman. Billings, if you remember, for those of you who were on the trip back, with the crash in, was it Whitehall, I believe? With that crash, you guys, the, the ones there that included myself with Peter Grayling, you guys had learned that he had cut a deal with the Prussians to potentially start setting it up. And though he had the wherewithal, he did not have the money to do it. That's why Aaron was brought on. That's why you guys rode out there. So. The reading, he reads inspired, and he reads excited. Anyone else? So when Dr. Wright comes in, that's what you see. You have Billings reading. And Billings is not being obnoxious. He's reading for a tent, and he, he's good enough to realize the volume for the room. So he's not overreaching. He's not going so soft that people these sides cannot hear it. Dr. Wright, when you come in, what do you say or do? So I'll, I'll come in and I'll, I'll stand in the doorway for a moment. My I'm not really looking at anybody. Um, Tent flap still open? Yeah, for just a moment. Doctor, would you please step in? You're letting all the heat in. 
I'll take another two seconds because I'll be damned if Cal tells me. To <laughs> <laughs> and then I'll walk in. Um, the, the the pride two seconds, uh, and then. Well, I'm going to tell you what his wishes are, and none of you are going to believe me, and one of you is going to go over there and ask. He is going to tell you the same thing, and then you will probably still not believe it, but it is his final wishes. Dr. Wolf is under the assumption, uh, and considering nothing else has worked and I have run out of concoctions in my bag that I think will work. This may be the best option we have for him. Dr. Wolf wishes tomorrow morning for us to take him out into the desert. His words specifically were as far away from the camp as we could. He then wants us to not give him any more of his suppressants. He wishes to bask in the sun and survive if he is meant to and die if he is meant to. And you're okay with that? Do I look okay with that, Raya? You are the worst doctor on the face of the planet. I am the best doctor that is out in this damn desert. If there was something that... I do want to throw in, Raya, you do notice that he, for the first time, you do see some humanity in there. When he bit back, and he's going to continue his rant, but when he bit back, you saw something for the first time in a very long time. Go, Dr. Wright. I don't even remember where I was. <laughs> <laughs> Start at the beginning, please. I am the best damn doctor. I am not only the best damn doctor, I'm the only doctor out here that can do anything. If I could make him survive, I would, Raya, and I'd appreciate it if you pipe down in this moment of sorrow, because that man in there may be dying tomorrow. And I consider that man a friend. Despite everything that you all think of me, that man is a smart man, and we will lose something tomorrow if he dies. So no, I might be despicable and awful for many other reasons you wish to claim. This is not one I will accept. And then I will go and sit down and take out my hashish. <laughs> while, while this is going on, it, it's, it's not overt, but it's a small tent. Anyone who is listening to the speech and just has their eyes open, as long as your eyes are not shut, you will watch Cal move over towards Raya, very quietly, very calmly. And as you lean forward to say anything, Cal will very gently put his hands. And Cal has a very gentle touch but if you move against it, Cal has an absolute strength to him. But Cal gently will touch you and will lean close to you and say, maybe leave this one alone, Raya. Just for once. I'm going to leave the tent. And so you get I'm up going and step to out. go over to Dr. Wolf's tent. All right. Was, was, <laughs> I'll just ask, was that the person that Wright thought would go over? Uh-huh. Exactly uh-huh. Yeah. All right. So, Raya, you'll step out of the tent. Now, as you step out... It is warm inside the tent. It is muggy inside the tent. The way the tents are set, it does allow for some of that moisture to expel. But it is so hot that as soon as the moisture is out, it dries. So you don't have any kind of steam or anything odd happening in the tent. When you step out, all of your clothes immediately stick to you. And by the time you get to his tent flap... They're already starting to come off of you, and you are already starting to feel that parched sensation. 
So I'll go sit down in the tent with him. No preamble. You step in and, and sit down next to him. There is a water skin there. I help him drink some water. So it looks like you uh, are planning to go off into the desert tomorrow. <laughs> I only gave you a little water. <laughs> he's, he's trying to drink every last drop. I, I take it away from him. So <laughs> You know I'm not going to let you go off by yourself. If you really are set to go, then I'm going with you. I can't let you animate if you do die. And if you become a throp and you transform, I can't let you become a blight on this land. Plus, you're my friend, and I don't want to see anything happen to you. And no one should die alone. If you're there, I'm as good as dead. Why? Because if I am right in what needs to happen, then you're going to chop off my head. What do you think is going to happen to you? <laughs> I'll give him some more water. Okay. Butterflies. And that's and he seems to go unconscious at that. Okay. Beautiful by the way, Michael. Oh, thank you. Beautiful. I was hoping for another slurping sound. <laughs> I mean, I can do it now on command. <laughs> <laughs> the moment <laughs> Before I leave, I'll wet a cloth with some wa- uh, water and put it on his forehead. Okay. And uh, then I'll go back into the tent. So you would have some awareness of conditions of people. So I'm going to have you. I don't believe that you have medicine, right? I have thanatology. Uh, not not quite what I was thinking. He hasn't crossed that threshold yet. <laughs> so I'm going to just, have you, I'm gonna just have you make an intellect roll. <laughs> yeah, soon, but not yet. Well, he's alive. I don't know nothing. The minute he dies, I'm a wealth. I know it. Bingo, bango. <laughs> that would be a 12. So with a 12, as you go to place the cloth on him, his skin is abnormally dry. Now, normally, that weirdness to the skin... That would be attributed to a fever. So it's not out of place. But when you place the cloth on him, you would expect that the water droplets to kind of, the few that get pushed out to roll. You see nothing roll out. I don't know if you want to do anything, but I'm just letting you know. Normally you would set it there and one or two would drop to the side. You see no water drip out. I'll try it again. Okay. Adding more water to it because when you pick it up, you will notice that the cloth is somewhat dry. Yes. Okay. Dousing the cloth completely, you set it down. Your expectation now, just setting it on his head, that you would kind of drip water everywhere. A single small drip rolls down the right-hand side and rolls into the cut. Okay. Not normal. Little sponge. Son of a biscuit. I think I figured it out. 
Now he's turned into a fufa. <laughs> All right, no, I so think I'm, I know how he would fix you, but I think it's out of our reach. I'm going to leave now and go back into the tent. All right, very good. So I would like to pass time, but I want to give you guys the chance if there's something else anyone wants to do. Okay. Billings, once he finishes, at some point, once he finishes that Penny Dreadful, he will offer, would anyone like to hear another, I'm still well of voice. Yeah. I'm just smoking hash. So. Ray. So define past time. Uh, we're looking at probably three to five hours are going to no. pass. Okay, so Ray, I mean Ray will probably sit around for an hour just kind of processing what Doctor um, Wright has said. And Raya, you come back into the tent and confirm that's what he said. And um, so Ray sits there, arms crossed, laying down in the corner again, and he's just mulling it over in his head. And he finally gets up and. Moves over to Raya, and he's just like, "How important is this little adventure of yours?" This adventure has escalated way past the point where it ever should have. I've been hearing these doctors go on and on about if we were in London, if we were in London, we could do this. If we were London, we could do that. We've been in this desert chasing myths and <laughs> sand for how many days now and we found nothing nothing I know you're set or you and your little whoever your employer is is set on finding this magic what what's who's it but the last you... time I saw Aaron Grayling he was in such a state that he wasn't eating, he wasn't sleeping. He was completely obsessed with this venture, with this object, this thing out in the desert. I don't know if it exists or not. Aaron certainly seemed to think it did. But I don't think he was in his right mind when he sent us off. It's technically above my pay grade to even mention this, but is this, is the ever so slight possibility of chasing this thing worth your friend's life? If there was even a chance that we could make uh, just a straight on charge back to Cairo, there might even be things in Cairo that we could use to help him. We're certainly not going to find anything in this damn desert, and I certainly don't think we're going to find your little artifact. How blatantly are you speaking about yeah, this? Yeah, are you hearing Everybody this? is hearing this. <laughs> I'm going to pipe in. If he was a, a person, then maybe we'd go back, but he's not. Take a hit on my hash pipe and say, You may also be bringing a plague upon Cairo as well. You might think of that. I take another hit of my <laughs> And Bess is going to pipe up and say, are, are you sharing that, Doctor? <laughs> I don't understand what he's saying. Yes. <laughs> the, the, two, the, the two Egyptian speakers should know. And Cal finally wants to drag the your hashish. Okay. <laughs> I'll puff pass, man. Puff, puff <laughs> I'll look at this and I'll look at him. And I'm going to reach in and grab my spare pipe. This is my special pipe. I'll put a little bit more hash in there and I'll offer it to him. All right. So... The two of them, Bess and Ra, will both smoke. And 
for all of you guys, you've seen it a couple times where the two groups of Bedouins will cross in odd situations, and Bess, after each of them taking two puffs, walks it, you know, what, eight feet across the tent, but walks it over to Abrax and hands it to him. And he also takes. But anyway, please continue, Ty. How many more days do you have in the desert before your little Zeppelin shows up? Cal will pipe up and say, um, at this point, I would say somewhere in the range of about 17 or 18 days. Um, what, what, it's Zosser for the, yep, Zosser's uh, the, the other ones. One. Yep. Zosser, how have you ever been to, I'll just, I forget the other two locations that we're going to, but the closest one, which, Tomb of Kings? Right, right. So, so Zosser will say, will speak with, and it'll be quiet enough, you're not going to hear it, will speak very quietly with Abrax. And Abrax says, I, I thought Jabril had told you, uh, I, I apologize, the two of us have never been to either of the other locations, but we do know the way, we know the signs to look for, and there is a chance that along the way we may find one of the other small Bedouin tribes that it lives farther south, farther, no, he wouldn't say south, one of the small Bedouin tribes that lives upriver from here, and they may have somebody who's made it there. There is rumor that they, there is rumor that the Valley of Kings is presently occupied. Well, there's a whole other thing that I didn't know about. But you've traveled these lands. How far would you say to this next Bedouin camp traveling? If if we were to go at speed, and Aiden, of course, you're hearing this as well, because he's not talking quietly. Right. Everyone else is hearing them speak in Egyptian. I don't know if Ray's telling anyone anything. He says, were we to go at full bore, I believe, four days? And, and you can see him thinking for a moment. He says... However, with the camel situation, that could be detrimental. We could reduce supplies and take one of the supply camels, turn it into a carrying, but I, th I think that's dangerous. Uh, I, I would say four days comfort. Would one of these other... You, you don't know what he's talking about, sadly, unless he says something. I'm just listening. So, 14 days till the Zeppelin comes back at least four days until to get to the next Bedouin camp so you guys can reach your Valley of Kings. Would one of the other tribes have a, a shamaness that could potentially heal him? That won't work. The other one tried. I spoke to the last uh, Mutasak. And, and at, the, <laughs> at the term Mutasak, all of the non-Egyptian speakers are going to watch the both pairs of Bedouins Look in the direction of whoever said it, mm -hmm. and he and she was not able to heal heal Wolf, specifically saying that he can't be healed. Now I, I don't know specifics on the whatever their abilities are. You guys are going to hear Cal very quietly talking to Abrax. Go ahead. Our time, is, well, my apologies. Your time is limited here either way. I'd say what we're if if we made it to the Valley of Kings, we would be a week out from Cairo. 
that gives you three days to poke around in the Valley of Kings, which, from my from Zosser speaking, is currently occupied by, um, do we by a Bedouin tribe? Or? I mean, he's, it, it, we we've only heard rumors and uncertain who. Uh, again, I, I apologize, my friend. We we were we are giving the best that we can to you. I understand, and I thank you. The the exchange, I, I'm I'm not certain if it crossed the the language barrier, which is funny that he's telling the English speaker this. <laughs> I'm not sure if it, it crossed the language barrier. Your fellow there, the gentleman who was speaking earlier, he has made a a considerable deal with our leader to give us a possible consistent income, something to help us get the supplies that we need. We have done this to, to better our our camp, but we really don't know too much of what's down. Possibly the next tribe will know. I understand. Well, I guess we don't know which force is occupying the Valley of Kings. We may be able to deal with them, we may not. And what's your argument that if he could be saved, we take it we'd turn the entire expedition back to Cairo? That would be my suggestion. If it were a friend of mine, I would look at the limited time we have already. I wouldn't e- even if he wasn't hurt. I wouldn't even bother going to the Valley of Kings at the amount of time you have. I would just focus our effort here because being it dividing it between the two places would be such a hassle in the first place. I've worked enough of Aiden to know that it's better to focus in one area and thoroughly work it out. Aiden, you there. can say something, but I'll remind you the candle went out. Mm-hmm. I know. I'm just waiting for them to. They, does Cairo have a state-of-the-art lab and medical facility? Does it have the required machines that I would need to run diagnostics on Dr. Wolf to be able to do that? Does it have the alchemical tools and resources that I need to be able to do what I need? No, it doesn't. And further, <laughs> I'm just gonna assume. I, I, yeah, you're welcome to assume. I start drawing a sword now. <laughs> it's like, how dare you? We are the most advanced culture in alchemy. <laughs> Glass breaks. <laughs> there is, what I require is not there. What we'd be doing is possibly taking someone laced with a contagion, along with ourselves, if we are even, if we are contagious, we would be going to Cairo, and then let's say we get there, and then we what? We wait for the Zeppelin? He still could die any moment. The only thing that we can do that is the best for him is let him choose what he wants us to do. And as a man with a mind that I will not say is equal or superior to mine, but is one of reverence within my mind, I am of the opinion that we should allow him to choose how he <laughs> how he dies or survives. So what happens when he animates? We do what we do to any other ones. Or when he turns into a throbe and transforms and then becomes a blight on the land. What do we do in London when somebody turns into a throbe out in the, in the wilds? We don't do anything. They come to town and we stop them. We, do we what deal we have to. with it. 
We do. We have. I'm to just saying, time. if that's his choice, then let me go with him. You would be going against the wishes of a dying man. If that is what you choose, then that is your choice. Is it even possible for me to roll streetwise to know if there is any form of, um, like, higher doctoring in Cairo? Yeah, please. Absolutely there is a chance you would know. That's a one. That's a one, but you also got rolled a ten, so. Um, permission to use a... Go, yeah. go for it. I'll use my personal one first. Oh, I personal had, one first. I forgot I had personal ones. That's worse. Oh, okay. Well, use a chip. Chip. Yeah. Yep. Let's do one chip. Come on. Those aren't cool dice times. <laughs> they didn't do anything, huh? Uh, while, while you're rolling, I'll let everyone know that Aiden very quietly gets up and steps out of the tent. That's so, 15. So with a 15, so you don't know specifically in the sense of, oh, it's Bill down the street. What you do know is some of the people that have been in the fights now you fight mm-hmm. with fists you have not gone to weapons very often you have the knuckle dusters mm-hmm. you have fought with them before i don't know that that's something you prefer but it is not common in the fights that you're in to use weapons there are a few times where weapons are used and somebody who is sliced up enough you have noticed that one or two of them have come back in some condition to be able to fight again, not quickly by any means, but leaving should be dead, coming back, not dead. Now it's very possible it's a Mutasak, but you know the person in Cairo to ask to find out more information if they would tell you. You've seen people come back miraculously is what I'm trying to say poorly. All right. First of all, did you even ask Dr. Wolf if he wanted the chance just to go back to Cairo or even possibly make it back to London? Did you even put that on the table for him to choose? No, I asked the man what he wanted, Ray, and that is what he told me. He is a man of science. If he wanted to go back to Cairo, <laughs> then he would have told me. Alright. Now, you're right. I spe- you? I specifically don't know any of some fancy university in Cairo or any sort of advanced medical facilities. That being said, I've seen men get cut up pretty damn good in the fights. I've seen men almost die in the fights. They get taken to some place, about a week later they're back. There is something in Cairo. I've never needed it, but there are places in Cairo to get help. I'm just saying that and Cal will say, is it possible, Ray, that, and I'm just, I'm just asking, is it possible that there is some higher power like the Mutasak that seemed to be, at least under Dr. Wright's requests, amazing, uh, miraculous, I would say, would be a great word. I would agree with that statement. I don't like that I agree with it, but... <laughs> Aiden stepped out of the tent, right? Aiden yeah. stepped out of the tent, yeah. Damn it. <laughs> well, what? Go ahead, go ahead. Unfortunately, you're asking the wrong man about the soup, this supernatural nonsense. I didn't believe it about two, two, three weeks ago. Remember? I didn't even think Matusak were in Cairo. Um, I thought it was all hodgepodge. Um, but I, I struggled to believe that all the fighters, if you're 
Let's face it, if you're in the fight pits, you're not exactly doing the best for yourself. So, I would doubt that they are, each and every one of them is going to some higher powered person to get help. I mean, a, a broken nose is a lot different than whatever the fuck's going on with, with Wolf. I'm not talking broken nose. <laughs> so I'm talking, I watched a guy get his arm lopped off. I've watched people get their veins cut. I'm talking, that man should be dead, and all of a sudden, he's back. Was the arm back? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> Working. You were hit with it. <laughs> it really was the blind side. <laughs> Listen, I'm not in charge here. Ultimately, it's up to you. This is your little adventure. I've just been hired by Aiden. I just don't want to see Dr. Wolf be left out in the desert to have whatever happened to him. I think that he's a good man and that he should be given every chance that he every chance that he needs. And honestly, losing him, I feel like even with him being a throat, there's going to be a lot of good that won't be done now that he, now that he would be gone. Ray, if I thought for a moment, if I had even a shred of thought that taking him back to Cairo would be viable at all to fix him, I would suggest it and agree with you, but I don't. The men that you were healed, I cannot say for certain, my boy, but I would bet that they were not thropes that got hit with a number of concoctions and possibly some unknown strain of, strain of animate disease. Then they got healed. No, I doubt that. So while if what they were being healed by was a butasak, or while they were, what they were being healed with was a concoction that somebody created in, here in Cairo that allowed them to heal limbs, I don't think that that is going to help Dr. Wolf. And I think that by taking him back to Cairo at this point, we have just as much chance of him dying that way against his wishes than having him go out into the desert and seeing if he could survive. What does Dr. Wolf always said? He wants to be a part of evolution, and part of evolution is that the strong survive and the weak do not. Let the man have his choice to survive if he's strong or die if he's weak. You all have hearts that are clouding your minds from his choices. <laughs> if you hadn't have egged him on when he transformed into a thrope, we wouldn't be in this situation. This is all your fault. And add on the Werther. And the Werther. This is all your fault. If you wish to place the blame on me, Raya, you may do so. But your mind is just as clouded then, because that is wrong. He could have just as easily went feral whether I did anything or not. Further, why did you step in? If you despise me so much, I stood there. 
I was going to go have a discussion with Dr. Wolf, and you stepped in. I was going to go have a talk, and Frankie stepped in. You stuck your noses where they were not to be, and that has a cause to this, too. I could have been out of your hair, or I could have fixed it by talking to him. But we won't know that because you got in the way and you attacked him, which means that he went feral and I had to improvise. I had to try and save you all from yourselves. I won't let someone in this group die. I won't lose another one. Then by making your choice, not only will he die, but he will die without the choices of his own. I won't speak on this anymore. If you wish to go out there as well, that is fine in your choice. But let that hang over your head when it fails because you did not listen to Dr. Wolf. And there was a moment of silence at which point Billing says, um... So would you like to hear another? <laughs> we'll step into the tent where where Aiden has gone into the tent with Dr. Wolf. So. Damn it, Billings. Dr. Wolf? Dr. Wolf? Can you hear me? Blink once if you can, twice if you can. There's a very heavy <laughs> movement of the eyes. Like, they're really straining to try to open, but they they just can't, and they move. But that's that's about as much as you seem to be getting. All right. Your uh, wishes have been expressed to the group, and uh, they are going over very well. <laughs> <laughs> I, however admire your plan and I think there might be something I could do to help you along as long as you are willing to believe in it. Are you aware of the Book of the Dead? There's a... You're not sure if it's a nod or a shake. There's some movement there, but you're welcome to keep going. The Book of the Dead has many rituals governing the life and death and the the many levels between them. With the levels between them, I think I could perhaps perform a ritual on you that will help you with your transformation, your evolution. There is a... This one seems more... definitely more of a nod, but it's still very weak. (laughs) All I need you is to agree to let me do what I need to do to prepare you for the way. Very good. So, I'm going to I'm going to open my bu- my book, my journal, mm-hmm. and what I'm basically going to do is taking a grease pencil, I'm going to start marking on him the prayers in the book of the dead. Okay. And Which I want to part are you going with the part that is taking him to the other side? Are you going to the part where he is going and learning if he will even be allowed? Which which component are you thinking I am you're going to take? doing the ritual on the page that I have that says, that talks about rebirth. Supposedly you okay, can... so the afterwards. 
afterlife. No, not afterlife. Like, you can essentially recreate yourself after you've reached, like, a certain period right before you die. You can choose okay. to be sort of reborn again, renewed. Using his face as the canvas. And his body. I want to strip Okay, all right. I was going to yeah. ask, because you have a yeah. fairly limited canvas. Yeah, except, no, no, this, is, this is going full body, I'm right. assuming. <laughs> and I'm going to basically inscribe this prayer over and over on his body, and then... Once I do that, I am going to begin wrapping him in the bandages I have. Right. And then it's uh, just like in my dream. <laughs> uh, once that's completed, um, I am going to uh, basically the whole time I'm going to be doing prayers and stuff. Uh-huh. Uh, unfortunately, I don't think I have any of the. Uh, spices or things that would uh, be I would used. I sincerely but, doubt you would. Um, you know, I'm, I'm just going to like kind of improvise, uh, use like the last of my uh, gin kind of thing as a put over it. Oh, he's and, using gin, just like in my dream. But that's what I drank. <laughs> and uh, So the one question I'll have is you should not yeah. have a mummification's value in bandages. So, I have quite a few bandages, so but I'm going to try to cover him up as best as I can. All right. So if and, I run and, out... And are you bandaging him to be mummified? Meaning, are you, are, you tying, are you bandaging him so his arms, in theory, don't move and his legs don't move? Correct. Okay. And, um... If you run out, you have to use the toilet paper. Well, <laughs> no, the toilet paper is something else entirely. Uh, if I run out of stuff, I'll probably, like grab some canvas or spare canvas that we have or cloth I, I'm not sure that there is. A, and there's Dr. Wolf has a lot of bandages in his ba the bag, so if you need to grab those. That's true. Now, okay. I will I will point out that to wrap him, you are going to use yours and his. There will be no left okay. of bandages. That's You're fine. fine with that. Okay. Yep, yep. And I will just erase my bandages off here. <laughs> and I, no one I starts have... bleeding. <laughs> <laughs> It's okay, but, I got Stitch. Uh, <laughs> once I have him prepared, and once night falls, I'm going to go talk to the better ones. Okay, so you're you're waiting. You're waiting. Well, I figured that's going to take me a while, yeah. It'll take a while, but... Yeah. Okay. I'm waiting. So, I'll, the plan is I'll wait in his tent till nightfall. I'm going to go talk to the better ones to see uh, if one of them would be willing to bring us into the desert. Once, uh, if I can find someone, we're going to take him out to the desert. I have a rope and pitons. We're going to tie him down. And I'm going to tell the guy to go and come back in the morning, like an hour before dawn. Well, let's, let's see where we get. So okay. for you guys in the tent, Aiden has now been gone 30 minutes. I'm high. I don't know. Okay. Does not matter to me. Is anybody going to react that Aiden is not back going towards darkness? Yeah, I'll probably go looking for him. Okay. So, going out, it's not hard to notice <laughs> that there's a like. direct line of footprints <laughs> to the small tent. And you'll hear chanting. Yep. And if you if you go towards the tent, you will clearly hear him chanting in a language you don't know, but have a suspicion. I'm going to just kind of kneel down outside the tent until he's done. Okay, you are in the baking heat. Um, is there room? In the tent, probably right. there probably the is not room in the tent at this point. Do you want to look in the tent and see what he's doing? Yeah. Okay, so as you look in the tent, what he is doing is he appears to be oh. wrapping Dr. Wolf. 
<laughs> the last little bits of Dr. Wolf that you can see, he's, he is naked, although he's well uh, past the point where there would be... Well, he's, there would be well past the point where there would be any indiscretion. And he's got writing on I can him. see why he's quite a fan with the lady. <laughs> um, but you can see that as he's rapping, where he's rapping, there is writing all over Dr. Wolf. Charcoal. Wouldn't have been grease pencil, but charcoal. Okay. I'll just kind of stand quietly behind him and watch him. Well, not in the tent. It's too small. Yeah. And outside the tent, you're in the baking heat. Are you going to still stay there? Um, I'll go back to the main tent. All right. So... We mean the outside goes from light to descending dark, at which point the Aiden comes back in. Where are you, Ben? I am, uh, well, uh, I'm taking care of something for uh, Dr. Wolf. I was curious if anyone would be willing to help me take him into the desert. I'll go with you. I would do that, Marud says. I will be going as well, I told him as such. We will hopefully be back by dawn with Dr. Wolf. May I ask? I believe Dr. Wright said it was in mourning he wished to go. Oh. Is there a difference there, in your culture? That is, that is correct. Sorry. Uh. There, there, is a, uh, there is a difference, and it's for ritual purposes. He has already given me his blessing for it. Uh, very good. Then I shall attend I'm pretty certain at this point the drugs will yeah. be will be out of my system one way or the other. So. And I'll say, Frankie, my boy, will you come with as well? Um, that would leave a lot of people undefended here. Raya's already said she's going. Yeah, that doesn't bring me comfort. <laughs> <laughs> I'll say. I told you I wouldn't kill you while we were in the desert. I know, but people lie. <laughs> have, you don't lie. Have I, I ever I lied to you? Not yet. <laughs> so then, fine. I will. I'll say. All right, Frankie, you stay then. And then I'll. So the go. group that's going out. Are, are we walking, or are we going to camel up? I can't watch another person die. Gonna, I figure we're walking out there. Okay, so the, the walking procession is Marud, who, unless somebody else wants to be there, will carry Dr. Wolf. Dr. Wolf is still going to have some limpness to him because you did not you did not harden the bandages. It's right. not actually mummified. Right. <laughs> but it's fully... I see this and I'm like... <laughs> <laughs> I'll look over at you because you're the only one who would do that. Aiden, did you wrap Wolf in precious bandages? I I know our ways are foolish and supernatural, but <laughs> Doctor Wolf is willing to try this. Doctor. <laughs> Dr. Wright, we should be moving. You, you did make a point about following his last wishes. Yes, that is true. I Well, but then again, I told you that I went down to two, so... Or that you would doubt my words, too. My well, God. if that's his wishes, as long as we fulfill his wishes that he told to me, and this one, I guess, it's just such a waste of bandage. Well, I hope none of you bleed. <laughs> I've so... seen many strange things in my life. If this works, if you think it's going to work then so the procession is going to be Marud carrying Dr. Wolf for the other three of you where do you stand as far as that 
Marud is walking, so he's expecting to follow you, so I would assume, Aiden, you must be in front of him. Yep, and right. the way I go, I'm going to be praying, and I'm going to figure, like, when I know I'm at the right place, I'll know where I'm there. Okay, are you walking into the city? No, no into, let, me, let me finish. Into the city, back in the direction of the cut where the water is, towards what you see are these slight mountains, or the raised Tor- dunes, or the flatlands. I remember something. The flatlands will be, be heading, bringing you back to water. I'm going to be heading towards the east. So you are going then towards what effectively are the sand dunes. Right. All right. Besides those two, Raya, where are you in the procession and are you in a and line? I can, I'll tell you why I'm heading to the east. The Egyptians believe the underworld was in the east. That's why Ra came up out of it every day and then sat. So... So I, we are in a line, and I'm letting Wolf, or uh, letting Doctor Wright go in front of me. Doctor Wright, are you allowing Raya to follow behind you? Yeah, at this point, I'm mostly Very concerned good. with him. All right, so we go walking. Ten minutes in, go ahead, Aiden, and give me a wits perception roll. Uh, anything I can add to this, like mythology? Nope. Or, okay. Nope, because you are waiting for a sign. <laughs> so I got twelve. <laughs> Oh, okay. <laughs> 20 minutes into the desert. Give me a roll. He will not look to you guys as if he's lost or meandering. Um, so that would be 14. Um, can I spend a chip and roll again? Yeah. Yes, yes please. Give us a sign. Give us a sign. <laughs> <laughs> there, I see. Nice. <laughs> So, 13. I'll go, I guess I'll go another 10 minutes. Okay, 30 minutes away from the camp. You guys can, at this point, just barely see the camp. Uh, We're going another 10 minutes. Okay. (laughs) 40 minutes out from the camp. Come on. Going another 10 minutes. (laughs) 50 minutes out from I don't know what you did, Dr. Wolf, but you pissed people (laughs) off. This this is important. This is the journey. (laughs) Ooh, Uh, nice. So, 16. That is exactly what you needed. Oh, I forgot to add my perception wit to that. Yeah, add your wit. (laughs) Well, now it's a 19. I like that number better, so we'll go with that. (laughs) All right. So, 50 minutes out, you feel different. Okay. You are believing that there's a reason for that. So I'm not going to explain it any more than that. Okay. You can explain it to yourself in the way that you feel that works. But you stop. Okay. And and Marud immediately stops. I'm sure the two of you don't. Looney Tunes I'll, run into the back of them. I'll look back to see if I can see the camp. You cannot see the camp. Perfect. And Marud says, we are here? Yes. Very good. And what do I do with the doctor? Place him down. On the so he sets him down. Is there a position? Uh... Whatever's appropriate to, like, however they sent the mummies or... And you would know. Okay, so, so all right. I do that. So, he sets him down. He sets him down face up. And then uh, I hand them all a rope, and we kind of tie him down to the ground in the cross pattern so it's stronger. So, are you staking him? Yes. Not, I'm not staking <laughs> through him. I'm right. staking well, around him all right. and tying the rope to hold him. Aiden, what, what are you doing? You didn't say to tie him. You said to tie him down? We do not know what his final form will be. It may be something perilous to us. 
That's that's why we went far away from camp. <laughs> we can't see the camp. He won't know which way to go. Turn him around. He still may come at us. <laughs> Spin him around. <laughs> <laughs> so, Dr. Wright, I'll just throw out there, if you didn't already think of this, he said butterfly. Wolf what? said butterfly, and you just heard what Aiden Wait, said. did he say butterfly to me? Yep. He said butterfly he to He said butterfly Raya. to me. Oh, I'm sorry. I apologize. Raya, with what Aiden is saying... You remember the wolf said butterfly, sorry. So I, I will let <laughs> everyone know that. Okay, so now you know this, what he said. Now, when you're staking him down, you are staking him down with his hands crossed or uncrossed. Okay. Yep. And you are staking the hands so that they are crossed but pinned across his chest? Uh, yes. And the other two stakes are going where? Uh, probably just near the neck area. I'm not suffocating him, but just to keep that part down. Okay. So he can lift his head up if he needs to. So as the stakes are pushed in, and you would know this already, but I'll reiterate it, you're putting it into sand. I mean, it will okay, hold I'd, him I'd... from blowing away, but... Which actually, <laughs> honestly, might be a good yeah. thing. So, but, but specifically, there's nothing to drive into to hold him in place. It's ceremonial stakes. Yeah. Well, no, I actually thought I was holding holding him down. If this, if the ground's really soft, yeah, you're, you're still then I probably wouldn't have done that. No staking, but other, everything else is the same. Yeah. Yeah. Alright, I'm good with that. Okay. So you lay him down, you have him positioned, you you do what at this point? Okay. So you guys are going to all watch Aiden take out his knife and cut his hand, which and, well, which in the light, all both of you, go ahead and give me a roll. Is it a medicine roll? I'm sorry, it's a wit's perception. I should tell you what the roll is. <laughs> what roll? roll? Uh, I'll use a re-roll. I'm going to use another. No, I guess a 17 is good enough for me. 14. So with a 14 and with a 17, when he cuts his hand, you will notice, both of you, that he has scars on his hand. This isn't, you know this isn't the first time he's done this. Now you're guessing, for Raya, you're guessing it's happened before. For you, Dr. Wright, you're guessing it happens a lot. Aiden, <laughs> I sure hope that blade was sanitized, at least. Um, so, uh, on his head, I'm doing the Egyptian symbol and blood of the Eye of... Uh, Are you dripping it or writing it? Writing it. I'm doing, okay. like, the Eye of Toth. Okay. And then on his chest, I'm doing the symbol of life. Okay. And then I'm going to stand back, and I'm going to wait for things to kind of get quiet, and just going to, like, and I'm going to be basically go, Thoth, Lord of the Underworld, Keeper of the Dead, this soul prepares his way, a journey towards you. I ask that you allow him to come back, to perform the sacred rite of rebirth, and let his quest that he began so long ago become complete. He wishes to become more, transform into something greater. Toth, I ask of you, please hear his cries. He has come here. He has helped your people. Please see him forward. The wind starts to whip up, <laughs> which is really odd. <laughs> and I'm going to keep repeating that kind of thing. The second time through, the wind relaxes a bit. You guys can feel something in your feet. Dr. Wolf's body falls into the sand and we will end right there. What? what? <laughs> <laughs> I just... Oh, Matthew, what did you do? <laughs>
Thank you for listening to another NCRP Productions podcast. To stay on top of everything we're doing, you can follow us on Instagram and Twitter and like us on Facebook, all at NCRP Productions. You can show your support and help us continue to produce content by joining our Patreon. We offer additional podcasts like our B-Sides and have GM materials, maps, and other fun things you can discover over time. You can find our podcasts on YouTube, Anchor, Spotify, Apple, Google, and many other fine podcast sites. Just look for us at NCRP Productions. We value your thoughts, so please don't hesitate to leave us feedback or comments. And if you would like to contact us directly, you can email us at ncrpproductions at gmail.com.